0: Tonight, we're launching our sacred series. Jesus series is over. Um, Jesus is still involved in every single passage, don't worry, um, and every single message, so don't worry. But tonight, we're starting this sacred season, a s- sacred season, series. sacred series, oh, got it. Ser- yeah, we're going into a season of being sacred. Cool? It's going to be like 10 weeks. I'm so pumped about it. Like, uh, I know I say that every week, but... I'm really excited about this series, Um, because it's all about when reverence slips away in the church. Do we know what reverence means? Who can define it? Give me a dictionary definition, literally. Hey guys, it's okay if you don't know something, cool? It's okay if you don't know a word, it's okay if you don't know weird things, it's okay. That's what this place is all about, cool? Cool. Nobody is higher than thou. Cool? Dictionary? Uh, yeah, let me read it. Just. We have a noun and a verb. Reverence. Deep respect for someone or something. Reverence, regard or treat with deep respect. So this series is called Sacred, and that's kind of what we're going to be diving into, and we're going to go through different passages in Scripture where that respect slipped away for the Lord. Tonight is going to make you uneasy. I'm sorry. I just know it. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through it together. And it'll be completely fine. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to go through it together. And um, we're going to talk about um, a story in Acts 20. So if you want to turn to Acts 20, that's where we're going to be for the first half. Okay? Okay. I am in ESV today, I think. We'll see. Um, let me read it real quick. See if I like the ESV. Where's that? Right after the Gospels Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. 20. Page 979. Like um, Sister. Everybody, mine and who was it? Ashton? Or Hannah? We had the same page. On oh, on yeah. Saturday. No. That's yeah, cool. not weird. Cool. Dope. First time ever. But they don't have to other times. What page are you on? 972 or whatever? Uh, nine twenty. Pretty close. Wait, it's Hogger's Bond size version? Yes. The... Okay, so um, Just on page. <laughs> tonight if you get tonight if you get confused about something interrupt me okay? Yes. can we agree on that tonight? Yeah. You're like, what? Interrupt me okay Say, hey Lex, shut up. I have a question. Cool. I give you permission tonight, because I'm a little bit scattered on this, um, and the Holy Spirit's going to align everything for us tonight, okay? And we're banking on that, yes? Yes. Cool. So, um, I want to go at this story from a couple different angles. <laughs> yeah, a couple different angles, a uh, couple different lenses, and um, I want to give you a little background before we get started, Okay, so, in Acts 2... We're in Acts 20, right? In Acts 2, a thing called Pentecost happened. Okay, but before that, Jesus had to die on the cross. Okay? Do we remember this? Jesus died on the cross um, three days later, he rose again. 50 days later from that, Pentecost happened. Pentecost is something where Holy Spirit fell and inhabited the earth. Okay? Um, I always envision Holy Spirit in Old Testament as almost like and like. <laughs> Almost as as he's like sent down for missions and then shot right back up. That's the way I envision it because there was not an indwelling of Holy Spirit prior to Pentecost. Okay, do we know this? Pentecost was when Holy Holy Spirit fell on us and indwelled us. Okay, us as Gentiles, us as, as us as people who believe in Jesus. Cool. Um, so. All of that leading up, Paul, you know, who we've been talking about frequently, Paul gets saved. He was not saved right at the moment Jesus was crucified, okay? Paul was actually one of the guys who was killing Jesus, okay? Um, he was part of that religious spirit that actually killed Jesus, and some scholars say that Paul was actually one of the guys who pinned Jesus up on the cross, Okay? Um, I can't speak 100% to that, so that's why I said some scholars say. Cool? Paul, that guy, the guy who wrote a lot of the Bible, crucified Jesus. Do we understand this? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then in Acts 9, Paul got saved. Woot woot. Yes? Andrew, can you give me one? Yeah. Woot woot. Thank you. <laughs> What isn't not in the office. You're not doing it right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, so, and then in Acts 9, um, uh, the Lord encounters Paul on the road of Damascus. Yes. He gets blinded. Yes. And then he's told to go on a journey to go find a, a guy named Ananias. Thank you. Ananias Ananias and Ananias has a word for Paul and says hey are you sure that I'm supposed to deliver this to Paul to the Lord yes It's like I don't really want to be around that guy he's gonna kill me I believe in Jesus yes Mm -hmm. cool Paul had a pretty bad reputation do we understand that cool but Paul was not hindered by his past not part of our sermon but Paul was not hindered by his past and walked fully in the Lord pretty cool yes Paul was actually an apostle, okay? If we don't know what an apostle is, it is somebody chosen by the Lord to advance his church. Cool? Simple? Yes? So Paul gets saved, and then Paul gets locked up every single chapter from there, essentially. He gets put in jail. There's actually a really... There's actually a really cool story um, in in Acts. I, I want to say it's 14. Don't quote me on that. But Paul is actually locked up with and chained to two prison guards on either side of him, and then two angels break into prison and release him from jail, right? And uh, Rhonda, we know, remember Rhonda? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Her name is Rhoda actually, but I always call her <laughs> Rhonda. <laughs> Freaking Rhonda, right? So Paul. Paul comes, and everybody is in the upper room, which you'll hear about more tonight. Everybody's in the upper room um, praying for Paul's release out of prison. Yes? Do we know this? Okay. This is the best recap you guys have ever heard. Yes? Yeah. Jeez. It's like I've read Acts 20,000 times. So they uh, they get, uh, everybody's praying for Paul to be released from this prison, and then all of a sudden he comes up and starts knocking on the door. Yes? Okay, and then Rhonda, I want to name my next cat Rhonda. (laughs) (laughs) Rhonda Rhonda comes up to the door, opens it, and says, oh my gosh, it's Peter. Shuts the door, runs back to the prayer circle, and says, oh my gosh, it's Peter. And then everybody thinks, no, that's just Peter's angel. I'm not going to dive too much into this tonight. And I, if, you, if you've if you been around me enough, you know that I'm obsessed with this story. But they had more belief that they saw an angel than they actually saw a human. It was normal for them. Yes? You understand this? It was like normal for them. Like, oh, yeah, it's just Paul's angel. Cool. <laughs> See you later. Yeah? yeah. Uh, bizarre. Okay? Then she runs back, lets him in. It's history from there, okay? So Paul has quite a testimony. Do we understand this? Yes? Cool. Now we get to Acts 20, verse 7, and after he got locked up multiple times, when, you know. In jail, out of jail, in jail, out of jail, appealing in front of judges, whether he should be killed or not, yada, 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 we're at Acts 20 and in verse 7, and he's passing through this town, and let's read it. Ready? Verse 7, okay. On the first day of the week, when they were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them. Intending to depart on the next day, he prolonged his speech until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathered. And a young man named hmm, you he's like the main point of my entire sermon, and I looked up how to say it. Eutychus, thank you. Eutychus, sitting at the window, sank into a deep sleep as Paul talked longer and longer. And being overcome by sleep, he fell down, from the third story and was taken up dead. But Paul went down and bent over him and taking him into his arms said, Do not be alarmed, for my li- for his life is in him. And when Paul had gone up and had broken bread and eaten and conversed with them a long while until day- daybreak and then departed. Hmm. And then they took the youth away alive and were not a little comforted. Cool? Weird story, yes? Mm -hmm. Here's a little bit of a recap. Dude falls asleep, falls out of a window three stories up, and dies. Cool? No, not cool. Why did you guys say cool? Freaks? Don't fall asleep. The guy freaking. Don't fall asleep on a three story. The guy fell out of a window, and you're like, oh yeah, that's super cool. He died. Yeah. Golly, you guys are sick freaking disgusting can't even believe you guys need to be saved tonight I'm just joking I really am <sighs> yeah okay so this guy falls asleep falls out the window dies and then Peter has enough confidence to go raise him from the dead do we pick up on that yeah okay do we pick up on how long the preacher talked how long Paul talked <laughs> They got bored and, he do, and this dude got bored or whatever. Or, what did he do? Fell asleep. What, if we dive into this concept of falling asleep, what is that? Like, this dog is out of control. Golly. If I were to say, hey, I need sleep, what would that be? Rest, would that be spiritual, physical, fleshly? What would it be if I need sleep? Physical? physical? Fleshly. fleshly, right? So I'm going to journey to say that this guy was operating in his flesh. Can I go there? Does that make sense? You guys with me? When we submit to our flesh, it always means death. Do we know this tonight? When we say, yes, I want to please myself more than the Lord, it means I'm going to die. Does that mean earthly? Yeah, I mean, of course, we're all going to die. The, the, the death rate is still 100%, okay? Uh, there's a couple dudes who bypass that, but it's, it's 100% in New Covenant, okay? Um, <laughs> when I submit to my flesh, I am going to die physically and spiritually. What we have to understand, if we're going to understand this entire message, is that we are all eternal beings. Do you guys know this? Yes? Yeah. You are an eternal being? Do we know this? You're a spirit. You're a soul. You're just in a body right now. Cool. We acknowledge tonight that there is two destinations when we die physically, heaven or hell. Yes? We understand those two destinations. Therefore, both of those destinations are eternal. Therefore, you guys are all eternal. Make sense? Mm-hmm. You guys? Yes. Yes. Okay, thank you. You guys are like looking at me like I'm speaking Chinese. Okay? So, we are eternal. We're spirits. Yes? Not in like a weird hippie sense. not like, okay, don't get me wrong. I'm still the same Lex, okay? (laughs) But in the sense of if I say yes to flesh, I will die spiritually also. If I say yes to flesh, I'm damned to hell. Yes? Okay. What's interesting is this guy's name is Eutychus. I looked up what the name meaning is because I'm always fascinated by what like, these kinds of names mean. <laughs> His name means fortunate or lucky or graced. It was almost as if he was destined to go through this. He was destined to be in that room at that night to fall asleep out of a window to connect dots for me and you tonight. Do we acknowledge this? I think this is actually really cool because the Lord was like looking out for us the entire time. And it says at the end of this little passage that we read that they were very comforted. They were very encouraged by what just happened on this night. Right? Some dude fell out a window, was Checked his pulse, he was dead, and then Paul's like, no, no, his life's still in him, he's good. Picks him up, then they go eat again. (laughs) What? That's weird, right? My my first thought when I see a dead person is not to eat. (laughs) It's not. (laughs) At all. Eutychus means fortunate, lucky, and graced. I think, and I believe that this is a foretelling. I don't know why I keep on looking at this. There's nothing on it. (laughs) This is almost like a foretelling of what Jesus is going to do over and over and over and over and over. Right? Because we acknowledge that this is post-Jesus, yes? This is what he's in in the industry for, if you will. Okay, this is this is what he's in the business of, is bringing dead things back to life, right? Because I can't save myself. I can't save you guys. You can't save yourselves, and you can't save me. Correct? We can't save each other. Why? Because we're fleshly, and we still have that lens of flesh. Yes, that's all we can see. We're dead. We're dead men and girls walking unless Jesus comes and says hey here I am and I'm gonna bring this 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 dead thing back to life right and give you life and life abundantly yes what's so funny why are you giggling my favorite band has a lyric like that oh really cool <laughs> now you're gonna think of this sermon every single time you hear that song exactly. sucker <laughs> 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 um, we have to die to ourselves in order to be alive in Christ. Right? You guys hear me say all the time, it's no longer um, I who live, but... Oh, yeah. I was so confident. Oh, my gosh. That was just like... I almost fell over that I was so confident. Christ yes. That's how way it should be. Christ lives in me, man. Right? That's awesome. Yeah, like... If... I knew that I didn't have Christ in me, and I knew somebody else did, I would be so jealous of that person. So yeah, I'm going to freaking flaunt it all day long, right? I have Christ living in me. you got nothing on me, right? Nobody has anything on me. My flesh doesn't have anything on me because I'm tied up in Christ. I'm possessed by Jesus, right? Can I put it plainly? I'm possessed by Holy Spirit. Come on, Right? He changes everything. He changes the way I look at life. Right? He's going to change the way you look at life tonight too. I guarantee it. So, we have to die to ourselves to be alive in Christ. Okay? Do you think... Do you, imagine what Paul was preaching on. This was like the first church. This dude fell snooze. This was the first church. We're 20 chapters deep in the Christian church. Do we understand this? It's like fresh, baby. This is like, I, can't, I want more of this. And you got a guy named Paul who's preaching at you. Who literally was blinded by the glory of the Lord and then scales fell off of his eyes so that he could see again. This guy is up Preaching. And this dude's falling out of a window asleep. How often are we doing this in our day-to-day life? I'm not comparing myself to Paul. Okay, don't hear that. And that's not even where I'm going. Okay, but how often is Jesus pouring out His Spirit to us, and we're just on snooze, and we're just like, well, we'll see. The Lord never talks to me though. Ugh, shut up. That's so dumb. Sorry, that was rude. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it's so dumb. The Lord loves you. Why wouldn't he want to talk to you? Right? You have the greatest preacher of all entire of all history who wants to talk to you. His name's Jesus. All they had was Paul, and this guy still fell asleep. Hey, do you guys know that they were healing people left and right? And this guy's falling asleep? Are we asleep at the wheel? Are you asleep at the wheel tonight? Right? Is, is Jesus just not connecting with you? Is, is your preacher just not connecting with you? It's because you're asleep. Wake up. Wake up and smell the roses. Right? This is what it's about. You have the greatest preacher of all time preaching at you, and you're saying, well, I don't hear his voice. Do you think this young man heard Paul's voice? No. It was all in one ear, right out the other. It wasn't being applied to the uh, whatever his name's, freaking life. It wasn't applied. It was just in one ear, out the other. In one ear, out the other. They had Paul. Whew. Can you imagine? They had Paul. A guy who encountered the Lord over and over and over, the same guy that just appeared on their front step out of prison, over and over and over. The same guy who made blind men see again, lame men walk. Come on, right? A guy who was possessed by Holy Spirit. An apostle of the Christian Church. But we have Jesus speaking to us. You guys with me? You guys understand this? Jesus is preaching to you day after day. Second after second, minute after minute, he's preaching to you. Let me tell you why in a second. love the way the people were how the people reacted right they first said oh my gosh he's dead then Paul came down and said no he's not he's got life in him and then they ate and celebrated together right celebrated together and went on their way Paul went to his next city and business went back to normal can you imagine the fire that was lit in every single one of those individuals that night can you, can you imagine the fire that was lit in that dude? Can you imagine? He lost complete reverence for what the Lord was doing in that room. Do we understand that? He lost it completely. He fell asleep, fell out of a window. Right? Whoopsie-daisy. There's no fear of the Lord in that, yes? <laughs> if, you're, if you fear the Lord, you're not falling asleep. That's like you were to fall asleep driving your car. Uh terrifying. Even if it's for 1 second and you doze off, you're like, "Oh!" Right? Yes? Imagine doing this in the Lord's presence. Imagine doing this in the middle of worship. Imagine doing this freaking while you got this crazy freaking weird guy yelling at you. Right? Imagine doing this. You have no fear of the Lord if you have that ability. (laughs) Yes? But can you imagine the fire that was lit in that church that night? That encounter happened. And then, oh my gosh, they celebrated. Are we ones to celebrate right away just like that? Or are we still skeptical? Skeptical? Yeah, it's, I get it. It's tough. It's easy to be skeptical sometimes. Like, well, were you actually healed or was this a gimmick? You know? Was he actually brought back to life or was he actually dead? Or like, you know? We can get skeptical. We can get our logic right in the way of everything. Yes? But if we got rid of that, if we get rid of that tonight, we get rid of our, our logic and our our complete understanding because we're just so smart, you know? We're just so wise compared to the Lord, you know? Nobody. Thanks, Jaden. It's like, get your mind out of the freaking way. Let the Lord work on your heart. Right? I don't know if we talked about this here or not, but where does sin start? Oh, we didn't talk about it. Where does sin start? It's your mind. Perfect. In your mind. Yeah. You have the opportunity to say no to sin. Right? You know right from wrong. Yes? This means yes. This means no. If you don't know what right from wrong is, I will, let's sit down after this. I'll tell you. Right? But we know right from wrong. It's kind of like instilled in us. We're designed that way. We're supposed to know right from wrong. Right? And then sin comes and says, all right, you have a decision to make. What are you going to do? Right? Let me, use a, let me use an example. Lex, you could lie in this situation or you could tell the truth. Right? Right? That happens in my mind. Yes? If you keep on giving it access and keep on digging into that sin, it will actually start to inhabit your heart. Yes? Same thing. If we don't have reverence, if we set our mind and say, Lord, I'm focused on you and I'm going to revere into into you tonight. I'm going to respect you tonight. Your time is sacred, Lord. Right? I have the opportunity to say yes or no. Correct? In my own mind. That's why Romans talks about renewing your mind. Transforming your mind. Yes? This all happens in my mind. And then if I keep on submitting to the Lord with my mind, then it will start to inhabit my heart. Yes? You guys with me? I know. You guys stand with me? I'm all over the place. Stand with me? Okay. By renewing our mind, it renews our heart, and then the Lord has full access to our heart, and then we can run wild with our heart, yes? When I try to wrap my logic around what the Lord is doing, I'm going to lose sight of everything. That makes sense? Okay? Like, did you know Jesus spit in the dirt, turned it into mud, and then rubbed it on a blind man's eye, and then it was healed? Do we know this? (laughs) Try to wrap your logic around that. Hey, do you know Jesus spit in another man's mouth and he was made well? Hey, try to wrap your mind around that. Hey, do you know um, Jesus called a Samaritan woman a dog? Oh, like, come on. I can't put logic around that. I thought Jesus just pet lambs all day and that's all he did. Right? Sweet little baby Jesus, that's our picture. Or Jesus with freaking long flowing hair, gorgeous beard, and then he has a lamb and he just pets it. That's all he does. <laughs> right? Maybe that's our image of Jesus. No, our image of Jesus is a rule breaker who spits in the dirt, rubs mud on people's eyes, spits in mouths, flips over tables, whips people out of a church. <laughs> we know this stuff. This guy's crazy. He broke rules. Hey, so did uh, Eutychus here. He broke some rules. The difference is, are, Eutychus's are completely unholy and trash. And the Lord still said, I'm going to have grace on you. The Lord still said, You have grace. What? not that amazing I love the Lord I can do some dumb things maybe it's not me falling asleep in church and falling out of a window but it could be something else where I completely say Lord I don't fear you in this situation so see ya I'm gonna walk this way because I think my way is better than yours even though I sing that song on Thursday nights I, I, I'm gonna go against that Right? Isn't this fascinating? Here, let me, let me put it this way. When a tree captivates you more than the Lord, it will lead to death. Just like Adam and Eve, yes? They were captivated by a tree. They were fixated on this tree and said, I want that. Hey, Adam and Eve heard the Lord's footsteps. <sighs> They had access to that and they got fixated on a tree and said, no, I want that. I want that more than all of this. I want this 1.1% of my life compared to the 99.99999 because the Lord said, this is all yours. Congrats, right? You were made in my own image. Thank you so much. Here it is. But they got fixated on a tree. When we get fixated on anything but the Lord more, it will lead to death. And a spiritual one. So we're all going to die physically. Congrats, you're in good company. But we're not all going to die spiritually. Maybe you feel spiritually dead tonight. (laughs) Let's get rid of it. We should feel spiritually alive. You know, I want to start annoying people, about how much I freaking talk about the Lord. I think I'm getting that way with Madison, maybe. Just joking. We talked about the Lord for our entire hour and a half drive to a concert last night. Just because I, 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 oh, I just love him. Right? I love Jesus. Let's do it. Let's try it. Here's another thought. actually let me stay on track what I want to urge you into tonight is flesh is death and spirit is life yes spirit is life and life abundantly isn't that amazing that's good news tonight yes mm-hmm. it's good tonight. that's good news tonight yes? yes Okay. I'm glad we're on the same page turn to Romans 8 with me turn to your right it's right after Acts Romans 8. Bing. Have I lost anybody yet? We all okay? Huh? Lost in the sauce. Heck yeah. She's got no fear of the Lord. She'll get... She needs baptized by the Holy Spirit anyway, so... <laughs> Did you say Romans 8? Yeah, Romans 8. Verse 1. <laughs> I'm out of control. Yep. Yep. I know. Romans 8, verse 1 through 17, okay? I'm going to read all this, and it's going to make so much sense. Everything that I just rambled on about is going to make so much sense right here. Ready? There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus for the law of sin and death sorry from the law of sin and death verse 3 for god has done what the law gosh if i could read for god has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of our sinful flesh and for our son, for the sin he condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous Requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk in according to, not in according to the flesh, but in according to the spirit. Making sense now? Hopefully, no. Verse 5, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on flesh is what? Death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. There's a verse to highlight. There's a verse to underline. There's a verse to keep you up at night. 8.8. Eight. Sorry, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who, ha- who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Co-crucified, co-resurrected. Great news. Yes? Okay. Verse 12. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh for if you live according to the flesh you will die but if you but if by the spirit oh my gosh but if ye, but if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body you will live for all who are led by the spirit of god are sons of god Yes, that we may also be glorified with him in new bodies, in glorified bodies. Come on, right? That's really good news tonight, yeah? Hey, if you are living in the flat, uh, yeah. It's a dumb question. No such thing. Condemnation. Does anybody know? When you're condemning somebody, what's it mean? What's it mean? That's okay. Thank you for asking, because now nobody knows. See? Right. Nobody knows what condemnation is. Well, we the definition? <laughs> sure. I look at the yeah. definition? Because yes. well, I, I can't prepare it. What is it? <laughs> uh, so it says the expression of a very strong disappro- disapproval. So when we're condemned, when it's talking about condemnation in Scripture, it means condemnation to hell. Punishment. Bumper place. Yes? Make sense? Okay. Cool. So, what are the things of the flesh? Like, it said flesh a lot in this. What are they? Like, what are a couple? Maybe for you personally or just examples? What? Lying. Pride. Yeah. Ego. Yeah. Lying. Lying. Lust. Lust. Greed. Jealousy. Jealousy. Depression. Huh? Depression. Say it louder. Depression. Depression, yes. What else? Anxiety? Yeah. Fear? Worry? Doubt? What else is flesh? Can I just say a blanket statement? Everything that's not of the Lord. Right? Here's a statement. Ready? If you're not under possession of the Lord, you're in possession of yourself or something else. Make sense? If I'm not consumed by the Lord, I, I gu- if I am consumed by the Lord, I guarantee I will not go through any of those things. Good news? Yeah. This is, not, this is not supposed to be like, oh man, you're right, I'm living by the flesh. No, you have the capacity to walk in the Spirit. You don't have to stay in your fleshly ways. I don't have to stay in my fleshly ways. I can say yes to the Lord and then wham! All of that stuff goes away. All of it goes away. Yeah, will there still be temptation of those things? Yeah, but guess what? If your mind is fixed on the Lord, you get to say, no, 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 no. And you get to say, yes, Lord, I'm yours. Thank you so much that I have the opportunity to rebuke that thing out of my life. Mm -hmm. That's dope, right? You have that authority when you're living in the Spirit. Can I urge you any more? Can I urge you any more? Let me try. (laughs) Adam and Eve grew up in a garden, yes? Mm -hmm. Okay. And in that garden, what happened? They ate of the fruit, which meant what? Yeah. Death. So through that, through that, in that garden, death was born. Yeah. Yes? Mm-hmm. Do we understand this? In Adam and Eve's garden, they said, I'm going to birth death. Okay? Now, fast forward to Jesus... Madison, don't talk. Fast forward to Jesus. Who were the first people who spotted Jesus after his resurrection? Not the guards. Good guess, though. Mary. Mary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Women. Heck yeah. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Always the first ones to see Jesus. Always the ones who are more sensitive to the Spirit. All right? I'm sorry, guys. It's the way it is. That's why you marry yourself a godly woman. Okay? Because she can understand things that you can't. Yes? They will be always the first ones who see Jesus in a a situation. Why? Because they're a little bit more sensitive. At least Madison's way more sensitive than I am. If you've ever had a conversation with me, you're not hearing sensitivity with me. (laughs) I'm going to tell you like it is, and you're probably going to get offended. Yes? So talk to Madison, if you want to, mm, whatever. What? <laughs> okay, so Mary, <laughs> Mary saw Jesus first. And there was another woman, yes? Martha? Yeah. Oh, it was both Mary's. Two, Two Mary's? Both Mary. Thank you. All the Mary's. All the Mary's. <laughs> That's why we say Merry Christmas. Just joking. <laughs> 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 I'm just joking. Okay. So, two Marys, what time is it? Are we okay? Oh, brick! I'm gonna get through this. Okay. Okay. There's two Marys, okay? What did they see Jesus as? <laughs> Come on, we know this. What did we see? What did they see Jesus as? They thought he was a, oh, he's a ghost, right? Mm, oh yeah. Not a ghost? No, a gardener. A gardener. Uh, yeah, they thought he was a gardener. I didn't think they were talking... I thought you were talking about spiritual models. No! They thought he was a gardener. So, here. Jesus died on a dead tree. Right? Why? Because that dead tree... The cross? Yes? Yeah. Dead tree? That was wood? Yeah. It had to come from a tree? Okay? Yeah. That tree was dead. Why? Because uh, death was bu- was birthed because of Adam and Eve in that garden. Do we understand this? Okay? Yeah. Man, this is just... Here's Jesus series again. Okay? Oh, <laughs> um, so... Because Adam and Eve birthed death, birthed death, he had to be hung on a dead tree, and then they saw him as a what? A gardener. And what's a gardener do? Bring life. And life abundantly, yes? It brings fruit. It brings leaves. It brings shade. It brings peace. It brings all of these things. So, Jesus is a divine gardener. He, he is in the business of bringing dead things back to life every single time. The dead thing that's in you tonight, he's in the business of saying, Oh, that's no big deal. I can make it alive again. Right? Hey, there's no coincidence that the Lord says, Hey, be, be under the possession of the fruits of the Spirit. Why? Because you have to garden. He's a divine gardener. He wants to garden those things in you. He wants to raise that up in you. Man, I just want to shake somebody. He just wants to raise stuff up in you, living things in you. Do we understand that? So, with this great exchange that Jesus always is a part of, he says, hey, Ashton, I'm going to take your worry. I'm going to take your static, your fuzziness, and not knowing which way to go, and I'm going to replace it for peace. (gasps) Oh, bird and gun. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much, Lord. And then he's going to say, oh, you're mourning through something? You're struggling with something? And he's going to say, oh, that's no problem. I will replace that with joy. Do we understand this? Oh, you're struggling with anger tonight? Oh, I'm going to replace it for self-control. Oh, you're impatient? I'm going to replace it with patience. Because he's a divine gardener and he brings dead things back to life. Yes, that's why we get to say he makes my ashes beautiful again. Mm. Hey, ashes, they can't be any more dead. <laughs> he says, I'm going to make those beautiful again. and I'm going to raise up life in you again. Do you guys want that tonight? Yes. Oh my gosh, nobody. Well, I guess my work's done here. <laughs> Everybody wants that tonight. Even if you don't want to come to terms with it, you want it. You don't want to be stuck in your depression, anxiety, worry, and fear anymore. I know it. Because I didn't. I didn't want to be suicidal anymore. So I said, Lord, I need you. What did he do? He gave you this guy. (laughs) He gave you a guy full of joy who's crazy about him. Can you imagine... That young boy, when he encountered the Lord and said, Hey, I'm gonna make this dead thing come back to life. Imagine that fire that was burning inside of him. Imagine the life that was burning inside of him. I bet he never shut up about the Spirit of the Lord. Right? You guys with me? You guys ever heard something like this preached before? If you haven't, I'm sorry. But this is the way the kingdom of heaven works. You are sons and daughters. What kind of sick and twisted God would not want his sons and daughters to be living a beautiful life? He would have to be a deranged God. No God I'd want to follow. No God that I'd plant a church on. No God that I would even preach about. But he says, I want to bring release breakthrough and life and life abundantly want to make dead things come back to life because of jesus always because of jesus good news tonight cool let me pray for you jesus 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 would you consume us with that truth tonight would we give you our dead things and we would we exchange those dead things for your beauty for your life and life abundantly, Lord, would we put to death our flesh and then we would just pounce and live in the Spirit. Lord, you didn't bring Pentecost for no reason. You didn't bring an indwelling of Holy Ghost for no reason. You said, I want my children back. Oh, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you bring dead things back to life even despite our lack of reverence and respect, that you still look out for us, that you still go out of your way. Despite the same people who were beating you to death as you were carrying that cross, you still said yes because you wanted life and life abundantly for every single person on this earth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, would you be present in every single person's life tonight? Would they not be focused on the presence, but would they be focused on the present Jesus in their life? The present Jesus who is waiting with arms wide open and saying, hey, death doesn't have sting anymore. Death doesn't have sting anymore Jesus brings life back and the way He intended it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the opportunity that we get to be with you, that we get to just sit with you, and that you do exchange. And that we have an ATM that we can access with the pin code faith, and that we have (laughs) unlimited resources of heaven because we are inheritance of the kingdom of heaven now. Thank you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name, we seal all of this. Amen. Cool. If you need to go, go. Hey, before oh, you guys. leave, uh, Sunday or do We have service next week and Sunday the twenty-fourth do worship. Oh yeah, thanks, Blake. It's Saturday morning, oh, yeah. ten a.m. Pika. girls Bible study. <laughs> Love you. Guys.